Welcome to the Rider Realty Podcast. Many times buyers and sellers coming into the market don't know what to expect, have lots of questions, and don't know where to turn. That's where we come in. We want to be a resource to teach you the ins and outs of real estate to help you be more informed, more comfortable, and feel confident that you've picked the right realtor. So sit back and enjoy today's content. So I realize that right now there are a lot of platforms that talk about how great real estate investing is and they, you know, discuss buying it with no money down and leverage and all these different scenarios. And this podcast is not about any of that. It's about what you would think of as more traditional investing, just to give you a couple options. So I'm going to give you two stories that really talk about um, a good example and a bad example of investing in real estate as in terms of being a landlord. And the interesting thing is that the first example, a good one, actually is a a smaller amount of money down. And the bad investment is actually a cash deal. But when you hear the stories, you'll see it's probably not exactly what you're thinking. So let's start with the good example. So I had a client come to me. He was a referral and he was um, going to buy his first property. And one of the things I talk about with people when they're buying their first property is, have you ever thought about being a landlord? Some people have, but they feel like it has to be down the road, like after they have their first home, when they're older or whatever. And then other people are like, no, absolutely not. Never, ever, ever. And I feel very strongly that you are either meant to be a landlord or you're not. So if it's a never conversation or comment, then it ends right there. But if it's a, you know, I have thought about that or yes, definitely, I just need to do it down the road when I have my own house, then we kind of have that conversation of what that will look like. And as you know, I'm going to tell you now I'm not a lender, so you want to talk to a lender, but... I will give the example of this guy and it will help you understand. So this guy was a referral to me and we were meeting on a coffee shop to talk about what he wanted in real estate. And I asked him that question. Have you ever thought about being a landlord and owning investment property? And he said, actually, yes, I have. And so we, through discussion, we decided that he would look at rentals in addition to single family houses. But he kept getting drawn to that rentals. One of the reasons I have this discussion with people who are buying a house and are currently renting or living at home is because there is a way to make it less money potentially depending on how you buy it. So in other words, if I would buy one, I'm not going to live there. I have another home. I have to put 20 or 25% down because it's an actual regular traditional rental. I'm not going to live there. And that's what is required if you're doing a traditional scenario. However, in this case, he was wanting to live there. So he's like, I will live in part of it. I am living on my own. That's easy to do. I don't need a ton of space. So I would like to live in it. And then it's an owner occupied and you have options to put less money down, depending again on your loan. So in this case, he put significantly less money down, which would allow him to keep that, the rest of his down payment to go towards that future house, which is what he had planned to do. He's like, okay, so I'm going to live in this investment property. 
live in half, rent half, put the minimum amount that I need to down since it's owner occupied, and then I'm going to save the rest of my down payment to build up into buying my next property, which will be maybe not my forever house, but my starter single family house or condo, whatever he decides. And so that's what we did. Now, initially, like I said, we were looking at everything. We were looking at um, single family, multifamily, but he kept being drawn toward the multifamily. He just loved that idea. And so by the time he bought his home, we were only seeing single family and we bought this. We, I didn't buy it. He bought this house, had a great renter, very nice person, and ended up moving into half and it worked out well because at the time the duplex had a long-term renter in one part and then the other renters were moving out so he was able to slide right into that spot and not you know need to kick anybody out or not kick anybody out that sounds terrible give them a 30-day notice and so he moved right in and he loves it it has been almost two years and he still lives there he had the same tenant for two years Um, she moved out recently and he's getting somebody else just because of a job transfer. And it has been an awesome experience. In fact, he has already asked me, what would it look like if he bought another rental property? He's not asking about, um, a home for him to live in this time, another like true investment property where he'd put the bigger part down because it has been such a good experience. So that was a happy ending story. He was able to start his rental portfolio that he thought wouldn't be until, you know, in his 40s, in his 20s. Um, His rent or his part of the mortgage payment is like ridiculously low. I mean, it's, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. I can't remember exactly what he told me. Less than it would be to rent somewhere else and definitely less than a house payment. He was able to get um, an interest rate of an owner occupant. He was able to not put 20 to 25% down. And he had a great renter in there, and it worked out super well. And so, like I said, now he's looking for more. So that is an option for people to think about if they maybe want to start an investment property portfolio, but don't they know they don't have that 20 to 25% down. And one more thing, just to bring back his story, is that he was thinking about buying a house and getting roommates. So that even made him more interested in this concept of being a landlord because now instead of having roommates in his three-bedroom house or whatever, he was able to have full privacy and still have that scenario of somebody helping him make his payment by living on the other side. So it was great for him. It is still great for him. And I am super excited for him. Now, here's my disclaimer. I want to make sure that I say that real estate ownership in terms of investment property or being a landlord is not for everyone. And the first step that you can do is acknowledge that yes or no, this is for you or not for you. And that's why when I'm with a buyer talking to them and they say, no, the landlord thing is not for me, I 100% don't push that because I get it and we move on. So now I'm going to tell you a story about an experience that wasn't so good. And that was my dad's landlord experience. So my dad was looking for extra income. He had a very entrepreneurial spirit and he somehow got hooked up with a real estate agent who suggested that they were going to help him buy uh, rental houses. So in order to have the cash to do that, because again, he was not living in them, he took a line of credit out against his house and used that for hefty down payments, which allowed him to buy three 
rentals. Now, when I say rentals, I'm not talking like three single family houses. I mean three duplexes. So he went from zero landlord experience to I'm going to get a mortgage on my property to buy six units and I have no idea what I'm doing. But he was willing to work. He was smart. So he was trying this. So the problem was that because he was a kind person, he would not collect rent. Um, Two of the homes had rental, had people living in them. And um, hindsight is 2020. I know that at least in some of the cases they had money to pay, but they wouldn't pay him because you know, kid was sick, car didn't work, whatever. Not None of that true. And he'd be like, okay, that's fine. I understand. Just pay me double next month. Or can you give me a little bit of money? And then the third unit he bought, the, so the third duplex, was literally not habitable. But three people decided that they could still live there. I don't know. I think maybe they were going to help him fix it up or he was going to fix it up slowly. So he gave them a good deal on rent. Well, that's fine. But they were never paying. So he ended up with these um, these six units. At that time, he had no money to fix them up, at least not at one shot where he could get, you know, get tenants in that were going to pay, et cetera. So within two years of buying them, he was in a financial pickle and was not able to make payments like he needed to. Within five years of his initial purchase of those, He lost two of the rentals and his own home to foreclosure. Now, the reality of it is, is he probably should have lost the third rental, but he didn't because he used a super small, like one, one branch bank and they wanted to work with him to make sure he had a place to live because remember he had lost his own home in foreclosure And they were wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to him and tried to work things out. And for whatever reason, I don't know to this day, he chose the house that was not habitable. And then we put some money into that to make sure he could move on. So um, his experience was not good and ended fairly quickly. So he went from having his own home and living there on a half acre in the country to five years later losing that house to rentals and moving into a place he had no intention of moving and never thought he would. I mean, he was leaving his home that he had lived in for decades. He was leaving his neighbors. um, And it was not ideal. So had he had someone guiding him who maybe talked through, okay, well, these need this kind of dollar amounts to fix up. Do you have that? That could have been like him where he would say, nope, nope, I don't have it. And then they would say, okay, maybe let's try one. Let's try one investment property first or, you know, and then go from there. So there were two lessons here. The first lesson was, like I said, being a landlord is not for everyone. The second lesson is make sure you pick a good real estate agent who can guide you through the process, who can make sure that you discuss things like, do you have the money to fix it up if it needs it? Do you feel comfortable buying three or should you just buy one to start with? All of these questions that can help you decide if being a landlord is right for you. So if this has piqued your interest, you're like, huh, I never thought about that before as my first property to buy before I buy my my single family home. Or if maybe you're thinking, I've always wanted to be a landlord. I want to look into 
maybe not even living there, but just a traditional 20% down investment property, find your real estate agent, talk to them, ask them questions, talk to a lender, ask them questions. You can always contact us as well. My husband and I have owned Airbnbs. We've owned, uh, I guess, three Airbnbs. We've flipped several houses. We own a traditional rental. So we've seen a lot, especially with me being in real estate as well. So if you have any questions that I can answer, please reach out. And I think that's it. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can help you with, please reach out. All of our contact information is on the show notes. Have a blessed day.